Well, hello, Green Team. Welcome back to another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. And um, we're I'm so excited today because we're going to be talking about the Colorado Environmental Film Festival. And I'm here with Shauna Crocker. She's the original founder of the film festival, um, as well as Sheila DeForest, who is with Team Great Golden and Mrs. Eco International. So we'll get to be chatting with everybody um, as we go. But before that, let's just let's start with hellos. Hi, Shauna. Hi, Joan. <laughs> Hi, Sheila. Hi, Joan. Hi, Shauna. Shauna, <laughs> Sheila, Joan. <laughs> Does it kind of, yeah, not exactly. All right. Um, well, this has been fun kind of getting ready for this because the Colorado Environmental Film Festival started last week and it goes through the 21st. So there's plenty of time to still jump in. So I've been watching movies and doing different parts of this, but I thought, let's start with you, Shauna, to tell um, about the the film festival and the idea for it. And and before I turn it over to her, I I wanted as the reason I brought this to our audience is two things. One is you can dive in and be part of the film festival right now. It's going on, but also there's ways that you can you can have your own film festival using this caravan feature of the Colorado Environmental Film Festival or wherever you are, you could maybe start this idea of a film festival. So there's lots of ways that this could happen. Um, but yeah, so Shauna, would you please start by just giving us like a quick background, just take a few minutes to tell us why a film festival and what, how did this idea come about? Thanks, Joan. And Sheila, it's really great to see you. Um, first saw Sheila two or three years ago at the Colorado Environmental Film Festival. So I'm really happy to share the stage with you again. Um, I was in Washington, D.C. 16 years ago for a meeting, and it was during the March um, National Environmental Education Festival that happens every year on the mall there in all of the museums and buildings. And some friends said, why don't you go check out the Environmental Film Festival while you're here? So I stepped into a few films uh, in the African Museum because I had been in Africa for a while and was amazed at how many people wanted to see these films. They were so many people trying to crowd into this museum that the uh, they had to shut it down and say, go away, half of you, and we'll have a second showing later. The fire marshal won't let us have this many people in here. So... Um, I was amazed at the number of people that attended these films and spoke to the woman walking out next to me in my, I was just musing and I said, well, Colorado doesn't have one of these. We're missing a huge slice of the environmental education pie by not um, attracting more people who don't come, people who don't come to our workshops, classes, programs, hikes, trainings, but they would come to a movie and movies can educate and inspire you to make a difference and change behaviors. And so I came home and made a few comments to a few of my colleagues. I work in, I was working in environmental and science education at the time. And we all thought it was a pretty good idea. And I found a couple of filmmakers, Dave Steinke with the US Forest Service uh, is a co-founder of mine because he had a film in an environmental film festival that year. And we talked about getting one started and we, um, went forth and gathered up volunteers along the way. And 
now we've been growing every year and have a phenomenal uh, festival that we, um, gosh, we're just thrilled with the, the growth and the success of this festival. Yeah, it is. It is so neat. And um, I love, too, that I volunteered and, and exhibited the last few years and having it in February is great because there's not a lot of competition from other events, but it, it is always a blizzard. It's always like minus 10. And it's so exciting this year that it's that it's virtual, that everybody can participate. And so, um, Sheila, do you want to mention, um, maybe like introduce your team a little bit? I'm so excited because Sheila went through the, the Climate Action Challenge, the 2020 mm -hmm. Climate Action Challenge, and is one of our Eco Champion Award winners for what she got started in 90 days. And the, the film festival has been based in Bolden, and that's where, where Sheila's team is. So, Sheila, do you want to just introduce yourself and mention how you're like partnering with mm -hmm. the, the film festival this year? Hi, John. Hi again, Shauna. Um, well, I've been a Golden resident since uh, 2012, and I've attended like um, events in Denver, like climate strikes or cleanups, but I haven't really attended anything here in Golden that is not, say, organized by the city. So there was a niche or a gap for citizen-organized activities, and um, so... I actually found the Green Team Academy through um, last year's CAF. I found Joan's flyer there and I attended her um, Climate Action Week uh, or Earth Day Week last year. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And then I got involved with ICAC and as an ambassador in the beginning. And I'm like, why don't I push myself and um, try to do something for Golden and Golden Residents. And so that's how Team Great uh, came about. It stands for Golden Residents and Friends Eco Action Team. So we are trying to revive or bring the Fridays for Future uh, strikes in Golden, although it's been a bit cold the past few weeks. So we've been doing virtual strikes and we have students from uh, the Colorado School of Mines joining us and who are, who are part of our group and we are actually a multi-age group and we aim to like educate our um, neighbors and friends here in Golden and beyond about going um, low waste or zero waste and um, you know like start activities here ourselves and um, we are aiming for an Earth Week or Earth Day Festival in April here in Golden. So um, I'm excited to be part of KEF this year in a different capacity. I've discovered KEF in 2019 when I was preparing to compete for the Mystique International pageant. And I'm like, maybe there's some activities or um, environmental activities that I can find or network with here in Golden. And I found KEF. So that year, I was just an attendee. So um, my husband and I, we went um, and watched movies. And I'm like, this is so cool. So I went back last year as a volunteer. I was the uh, waste monitor. So for people who attended last year, you probably, you've probably seen me in, you know, by the bins and sorting out like which goes to compost or which goes to garbage and recycling. And probably some of you have been um, 
you know, some needed some tips or advice, like which goes where, and you know, we probably were able to chat about uh, waste segregation as well. So this year, our group is part of the Eco Expo, which are a group of um, like exhibitors and organizations and companies here in Golden and Colorado, and uh, some we do have actually like national based companies as well. So we get to talk to participants who would drop in the happy hours and and you know chat about our group and you know what they're doing so so it's a nice way to get to know people even if it's virtual and congratulations Kev for pivoting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well, and I think it's it's such a great story because uh you know like Sheila's story of okay you were doing the Mrs. Eco International, so you know raising awareness uh, through the pageantry. But then, well, wait, I'm here in Golden and starting by, you know, attending the film festival and then volunteering and now being a, an exhibitor with your with your team is a pretty cool transformation. Which is exactly what the power of the environmental film festival um, as well. And I'm I'm there also as an, an exhibitor. It's been really fun. To, to be in those rooms and popping in using that Remo to mm -hmm. pop into different rooms and hang out with people. Um, virtual technology is amazing. What yeah. Do with it. it's, it's just been astounding. We, we were hesitant going into this, not knowing what it would be like, but it's been very fun to connect with people in the uh, open lobby when we first start in the evening. If people have questions, they just click on go to the open lobby and there you can ask questions about films or events or what to do, mostly a lovely conversation. Then you can click into the happy hour room and bounce from table to table to table. <laughs> it, yeah. feels, it feels a little outer worldly because you can pop in and then pop out and <laughs> you're talking to somebody and they pop out. <laughs> <laughs> like beam me up, Scotty, kind of like. <laughs> I have to tell you that you are not the first great to exist in Golden. Did you know that? There was another, when we first started this film festival, 15 years ago in Golden, our first festival was, we uh, were looking around at what other festivals were happening when so that we didn't step on anybody's toes or get in the middle of somebody else's program. And we found a film festival in Golden called the Golden Great, G-R-E-A-T. It stood for uh, Golden Resources for Education, Arts and Theater. And <laughs> One of the guys, from school, uh, there was a professor at School of Mines who was involved in this event. Mm -hmm. And so we we found them and tried to get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. uh, they did have a website, but it was not a very active website. And I think I emailed and months later maybe got a reply back mm -hmm. from somebody that, that uh, they were not active as a film festival. And mm -hmm. good luck. They didn't care if we offered ours in Golden. Good luck. It's a lot of hard work. And <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so... You are not the first Golden Great. I noticed that when I first saw the name of your organization. I think <laughs> that's quite kind of interesting. <laughs> but they are active, so that's a, that's a good thing. Yes, yes. Sure. Um, so Sheila, did you see a film that you would recommend? Um, what What's one, I'm sure, I mean, what's great about the film festival, there's a lot of short films, which I really love because I have ADD, and so to actually sit through a whole film is really hard for me. I have to do it in spurts. Um, but what's what's something that you watch that you recommend? Well, I've um, 
so far I've watched like the climate change uh, package mm. and I actually like the um, smoldering um, smoldering ice. So it's about um, the Siberian um, permafrost uh, forest and um, how climate change is affecting it. It's like, you know, for some, for a film festival of this scale, especially now it's virtual, like people can watch it globally. And like before the people have to come to Golden, even the filmmakers, they would have to try and fly to the US. But now they are accessible to um, everybody who is attending the film festival. So that's one of the films that, I actually watched and uh, it's actually very interesting because you don't get to hear much about some um some issues of the um of the arctic um yeah and people would people think you know like being in the arctic it's like you know under snow all the time they don't realize that there are actually forests in the arctic and they are also subject to wildfires which also ties into Mm. being in Colorado. I have a lot of, I have friends who actually think that we have snow six months in the year in the front range. Yeah. So I'm like, if we do get snow, it's gone in like two to three days, depending on temperature we have. uh, Yeah, exactly. Most of the time, yeah. Well, that's the polar vortex right now, but uh, it's colder than us right now. And, um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, they think that, uh, we are like in the mountains, in the Rockies, and we have snow until June. So it's a ma- it's a great way to educate people, like what's happening in other parts of the country, in other parts of the globe. And I also like Julia. Um, she's um, her film. This um, talks about um, the mosquitoes. Like she's in Flagstaff, Arizona, and she's like she's in third grade. I believe, and yes. um, she's asking, she asked a question, it's like, is climate change making um, mosquitoes There's like worse in my backyard? Backyard, so it's like, yeah. I'm not a big fan of mosquitoes, I come from the tropics, and I'm blessed in Colorado, we don't have a lot of that, but I'm like, oh my god, I feel for them, like, you know, with, like, you know, how a third grader can relate um, climate change and its effect in her own backyard so so it's amazing like you know um climate action is um is a multi-generational cause so you can yeah. join time you can start at any time you can start you can start in your 20s 30s 40s and third grade, <laughs> and third grade. yeah great and it's it, so i think that's what's cool about the film festivals that's showing you like an individual looking in their backyard trying to figure it out or you go across the world and see what it is for other people i liked the one a place to grow which was about a, a school garden at a montessori in jefferson county here in colorado um but you know so kind of whatever it is that you're interested in there's so much um, and Shauna, do you want to give kind of an overview of what all the film festival has? Because there's so many parts and pieces. I think that that would be helpful. Sure. You brought that up, Sheila, because one of the um, one of the real benefits of our film festival is that we do expose Americans, Coloradoans in particular, to 
what it's like around the world in other countries. I think we in this country get so wrapped up in our own backyards and, and communities and states that we forget that the rest of the world is dealing with environmental issues as well. And many of them are even more impacted by changes to their climate and their air uh, and their ecosystems than we are because they live so much closer to it. So uh, rising water or increasing temperatures or more insects and diseases caused by environmental changes and chemicals really have a, oftentimes a much greater impact on the communities elsewhere in the country. And I, I'm always somewhat amazed. I've lived around the world and I am sort of amazed when I watch films from countries and realize that they are just as much, if not more aware and concerned about what's happening in their environments and they are working to make it better. I think that's an important message that we all need to remember in Colorado and in this country. So thank you for mentioning that concept. And we can't all travel around the world. Um, and so it's good to watch films that show us what other people are dealing with. Um, one of the reasons that we started this film festival was to provide a venue, a place where you can see these films and where these passionate filmmakers who really are trying to get their message across have a place to show their films. Because without a film festival, if you can't see the films that the filmmakers make, you're not educating anybody about the issues. And the KEF uh, mission has always been to inform, educate, motivate people to make a difference uh, in our planet, to protect and preserve our environment. Um, by first um, informing them, educating them, and then um, inspiring them to go make a difference uh, in their own backyards or, or the world. So to that end, we have all kinds of events this year, even more than usual, when our, our normal face-to-face -face, uh, event is four days long and we show about 50 films over the four-day time period. We have films by and for youth, we have teachers that bring their students to the film festival. We have um, films that are made by Colorado filmmakers. We have uh, special uh, information about returning filmmakers, alumni. We've got four or five, six, I don't know how many, a lot of returning filmmakers. Filmmakers like our film festival. And like you mentioned, Sheila, filmmakers do come from around the world to Golden, Colorado when we are face-to-face -face so that they can interact with their audiences Filmmakers need to see what is the impact of their film on the people who are watching it. So they love to come to Golden. And Golden likes to have us because in February, there's not a lot else going on in Golden. Uh, when the rest of the year, Golden's full of events and festivals and tourists. So it's good that we are in, in February, even if it does usually snow at some point. But um, we have uh, this year many events besides just films. We've got the Eco Expo, which you mentioned, both of you mentioned as having a table in our a quote unquote table in our Eco Expo. We decided in the beginning that we wanted to not have people come and passively sit in a theater and watch films that might depress them and then go home and be so bummed out that they would just curl up in a corner and not be empowered to do anything about it, just be too sad. So while our films might be beautiful and inspiring, they might also be hard to watch they do express the opinions of the individual filmmakers and some things are controversial. Um, but we need to shake people up a little bit and let them watch other people's ideas on the screen. But we don't want people to go home and feel unempowered. We want to inspire them to go make a difference. So we created an eco expo and invited organizations from the community that are doing something about the environment. They might be nonprofits, they might be for-profits, they might be 
uh, nature centers or um, government agencies that are natural resource based, but they have a booth outside the, the theater where they can invite uh, viewers to come and talk to them and learn how the viewers can then get involved in making a difference in our environment. This year we had to do this virtually. And so to compensate for the fact that our vendors couldn't talk to people face to face, which is always good fun uh, at the face-to-face the, the -face theater. Um, we are offering, we offered our vendors at the expo a 20-minute opportunity to have a video playing that would explain who they are and what they do, that people can drop in then to the happy hour networking time you know, starting at five o'clock most days. Uh, there's one today at five o'clock and there's one Friday at five o'clock. You can just go to our website, CEFF.net, KEF.net, and look for um, the networking uh, happy hour and just pop on in and talk to us. So we've got the happy hour, we've got the Eco Expo, we have a young filmmakers program for kids to create films to submit in the future because we all get our media from, we get most of our information these days from media and children need to learn how to communicate effectively. They certainly ingest a lot of media information and many of them want to be able to make powerful, passionate films that express their ideas with images and words and music. So uh, the Eco Expo or the uh, Young Filmmakers series of workshops for children is a new thing this year. That's It's such a cool thing. I, I forwarded that on to a few folks that I know their kids are making videos on TikTok and whatever. It's like, hey, why don't you, you know, think about this as something where you could really have a voice. So I think that's super cool. Um, yeah, so you if you pop in the Eco Expo, you'll find Sheila and I there most of those days. Um, and then Shauna, what about going forward? Uh, so some people might be listening to this after the, the uh, film festival has finished for this year. What are other ways that people can get involved um, in the film festival or if they, you know, just some other ideas going forward for people that are listening to this? Well, you already mentioned our caravan. So let me talk about that here in just a minute. Before I go to the caravan though, we do have on our webpage year round, a tab called Watch Now. And films from the past five years, um, and after this year, it'll be the past six years, that filmmakers have given us permission to keep their films, uh, can be viewed from our website at any time, uh, day or night, whenever. The films that are on that those Watch Now pages um, are their titles are listed underneath the um, film. If the titles are in green, those are films that were either made by or for our youth. So those were films that have been in our KEF for Kids program in the past, and they're short films, obviously. We had over 50% short films submitted this year. Our films can be either anywhere from two to two minutes to 40 some odd minutes to be considered a short. And beyond that, they're called a feature film. We try not to have films longer than an hour and a half or so. Uh, this year, because we're virtual, we could have more films than usual. They could have been a little longer than usual because people weren't having to sit in a theater to watch them and feeling the need to get up. Uh, or if they need to get up, they can stop it and come back and watch later since it's virtual. There are many, many advantages to being virtual. Some disadvantages, but many advantages. So the Kef Caravan is our touring festival. And our touring festival is um, many film festivals have a touring festival. They'll send out the films that they were showing in person 
to communities that want them. Our caravan, is, and actually we started by, by bringing in a touring package from the Wild and Scenic Film Festival out of Nevada. They were uh, three years older than we are. They are three years older than we are. And we rented or borrowed or bought a CD of some of the films they had shown to give it a try here in Colorado. And we, you, you pay money for a package of films from an established film festival, but then you can charge admission for your own local film festival or not if you get it underwritten by a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and so we allow uh, organizations to oh. rent a certain number of films. You can rent or buy a, a one-day film festival, a two-day film festival, a three-day package with, I don't know, 15 films or something uh, for a certain fee. And then we can help you organize your festival with um, all the details and the logistics that go along with it. We try to also encourage schools to bring a caravan to their school and their school community so that the kids can um, raise some money for fundraising opportunities for clubs or organizations. And it's a way we hope to expand on that idea and bring caravans of our film festivals into communities that might not ever consider going to an environmental film festival. So we hope to maybe use schools to help expand the reach of our film festival into underserved audience areas where they would never go to Golden to watch a film. Yeah. But if their, kid, if their kid's school was offering a, a Friday evening film festival with films the kids chose, and if the kids organize the festival and advertise it and market it and sell seats for $5 or whatever to, to cover their cost. So we hope to really grow our caravan um, <clears throat> package idea. And with that with that caravan, Shauna, so does that work virtually too? Can Could somebody do a... A virtual, oh, I, or maybe that's all to be determined. Yeah, that's a good question. We got yeah. wrapped up in putting on our own virtual festival this year that we just said we'll get to caravan after this. Yeah, well, and, like the everything in the pandemic, we just kind of figure it out. Yeah, I don't know exactly what we'll do yeah. with virtual caravans in the future. It's neat though that there are so many films by kids. So as you said that, you know, that that the if the kids chose films um and maybe could even make some of their own to add to it, that would be so that would be so great. I I remember when I was uh doing some consulting for Cooter School District, they had a a green team at one of their schools and they made somebody made a film that they showed with their PSA, you know, their morning announcements. And it was about they're trying to get the kids to do more recycling. And the the adults had just like given up. Like, I don't we don't know how to do it. And the kids made this super cute video that was like 30 seconds long of somebody walking down the hall and he had a like a a can and he put it in the he put it in the trash. And this guy jumps out of nowhere wearing this green cape and tackles him <laughs> and then puts it in the right place. And it was just like that kind of, you know, that just kind of energy and creativity that it doesn't necessarily have to be a long thing, but, but videos can do what, you know, years of preaching <laughs> right. may never, may never be able to, to get around to. Um, well, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and so then, then Sheila, is there anything else that you wanted to say as far as either what team 
great is doing that's so exciting about the Earth Day. And yeah. I will have to, so I'm planning out the Earth Week Summit right now. And so if you guys know what day you're going to end up with, let me know and we'll kind of, we'll promote it as well. Cross promote. Uh, we're looking at probably spreading it out in, you know, over a few days. So people won't have to be glued um, to their devices or their laptops. So we will probably spread it out. Um, yeah. Today. So we're still deciding on the dates because there's a lot going on virtually as well on Earth Day itself. So uh, we'll probably do a little something on Earth Day itself and then, you know, the other days. So we're maybe, excited. Yeah. Maybe some outdoor, oh, like your Fridays for Future, like having one of those during Earth Week or like having some outdoor events would be yeah. really fun. Well, most likely we will do one. That's how we do it in Golden at the corner of 10th and Washington Avenue at uh, from 12 to 1. So some, we like, you know, like whenever we're there, people honking and cheering for us and we're like, yay, but we're like, uh, next time you can join us too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it is, it's great too. Like it kind of like the film festival, like what you were saying, Shauna, it's one thing to raise awareness, mm -hmm. but if you just leave people there, it's it's not very nice you know and so whether you're saying you know like we need to take action for the climate if you're standing at the corner or if you've shown a film that shows permafrost melting if then when you follow it up and say and so now join our team start a team um you know be part of be part of that whole thing. And yeah, and just kind of a quick plug too. So we're doing the, the Climate Action Challenge again in 2021. It starts, it kicks off August 18th. And uh, it's gonna, we've, this time we're actually gonna even prepare for it more. Last year, I was just starting to write the book uh, in the first week of February. So this week, I mean, this time the book's written, the workbook's written, so we can kind of get a little more organized um, and hopefully have some more folks participating uh, to get their ideas off the ground. So yeah, if you watch part of the Environmental Film Festival and you're feeling depressed, then know that if you start a team and you make something happen in your own backyard, um, you feel better. You do. It, yeah. it, it, helps the, it helps the depression if you're doing something. It takes your... Mm -hmm to a different level. And along those lines, let me put a plug in for a couple of excellent resources that you can find on our website that do provide ideas and curriculum and things for people. Yeah. One is called Young Voices for the Planet, has a series of 13 films made by young people who have made a difference in their community, very inspiring, and some civics curriculum by a famous children's author and illustrator and now filmmaker, Lynn Cherry. So visit Young Voices for the Planet. And then the Connectivity Project is a new one. We've had several of Rose's films in our festival and one this year is called, oh gosh, what's it called? I think it's called Flowers Have Wings. I don't remember, um, I should know this, but it's about um, pollinators. She really looks at the connections in the world mm -hmm. that pollinators can help happen. And she also has curriculum. So ask your viewers to just visit our website and look up the resources that are on our kef.net site for teachers and others uh, to find ways to, to get involved and stay involved. 
Perfect. Thank you, Shauna. And and Sheila, do you want to leave how it's best for people to reach out and um, find out more about joining and Earth Day or whatever all cool stuff you guys have going in Golden? Yeah, so we are in Facebook. We have a fake Facebook page at Team Great Golden. And we also have the group. So if you find us, if you find us on social media, so it's at Team uh, Great Golden in Facebook and in Instagram. So, um, yeah, we're still, we still don't have a, um, a website, <laughs> but that, that will, that's part of the plan. So, um, but thanks to Jones International Climate Action Challenge 2020, <laughs> that's why we're here. And uh, I do encourage our viewers and listeners to um, join the International Climate Action Challenge 2021, where you can in 90 days. Believe me, um, well, uh, we actually got our project off the ground less than 90 days. <laughs> um, but, you know, you just persevere. Um, you can either start a new project or if you already have an existing project, Joan will help you and mentors will help you scale it up and um and grow your group or your project so you will find other like-minded people from all over the world not not just in your city not just in your village but the whole world we have yeah. uh, we have switzerland and yeah Africa. so yeah it's an amazing group of people and we are still the alumni for the 2020 icac are um are still active and uh, we have a Facebook group and we, we do connect with each other. So you'll find your tribe. Yeah. And that, that's the first. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the, um, like Sheila's example, like most people go into it thinking they're going to do one thing and then they go through all this like loop de loop mm -hmm. and come out the other end. But as you said, like I, I did one weekend, I did this action plan retreat and people actually got their thing going in a weekend. So that's why I knew, okay, 90 days, you can go different directions and still like that. You've got your, your Instagram, your Facebook, your, you know, some ideas of what you're going to do happening um, in a short time. And it does, it just feels so much better than yeah. just short time projects really quickly. Yeah, we uh, started this young filmmakers opportunity this year with our festival, and we found an organization in Golden that can help kids learn how to make films, act, direct, speak in front of audiences, etc. It's called Talk to the Camera. They're one of our Golden partners. A couple of women started this to help children uh, gain experience being uh, effective. And we were thrilled when we found that they can help children learn to make films because we don't really do that. And they are the ones that uh, led our free filmmaking workshop last Saturday morning. And we have a series of little mini workshops going all week long by different expert filmmakers. If the kids get stuck, we, we, were, we have a challenge going. We were going to challenge the kids to go to this filmmaking class Saturday morning, make a short film by Friday and submit it and have their films be shown on our last day of the festival knowing that some children can readily go out, they already are making films with their cell phones and things, yeah. smartphones. And so we were going to have them go make a good environmental documentary that, with, that would really be impactful. 
then we decided that might be too much of a challenge in this week with all else that's going on with schools and families. And we didn't want people to get hung up at the last minute and everybody be bothering our last editor mentor person with how do I do this now on the last night? So we, we scaled it back and said, just submit a storyboard, submit to us by Sunday at midnight, a good storyboard, well thought out, well planned, that we then will provide an editor to work with you for four hours. The winning storyboard will get some oh, editing well, experience cool. to help make a film that can be submitted into our film festival next year. So oh that's what gosh, the prize for cool. the challenge is to have a real filmmaker help somebody turn their good storyboard into a film. The other prize for this challenge is a free um, a scholarship to one of Talk to the Camera's summer camps. So okay. if uh, kids want to learn more, they can join a, a Talk to the Camera summer camp and, and continue the experience. That would be a great, yeah, we should stay in contact because that would be a great 90-day challenge too, is for, you know, for to get people in there thinking about making an environmental film. Because we had some folks that their challenge was to start a podcast, like the Sargassum podcast got off the ground um, during the challenge. So yeah, super cool. Well, this is what always happens when you get together and you talk to people is that you you find these connections and ideas that you maybe never even had and realize how, how possible it is to make a bigger impact quick. So, so don't struggle alone, start something, figure it out as you go. And um, thank you both for being here. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And, <laughs> did you say, were, were you saying something that cut you off, Sheila? Oh, yeah. I'm just uh, thankful, you know, that I found Kev and it's serendipitous because yes. Kev led me to you. <laughs> This is such a beautiful full circle, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so all of you tune in tonight to the happy hour and we yeah. can continue this discussion at five o'clock, uh, six o'clock from six to seven at our happy hour night right. or Friday or Mountain both. Time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So check out the film festival and thanks so much, Shauna, for starting this wonderful thing and that, that you found Sheila and Sheila found me and it's all a beautiful, <laughs> mysterious circle. <laughs> Joan, Joan, you and I were working together with our Green Schools Initiative many years ago, remember? Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it's great. It just keeps going. All right, well, thanks everybody. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, Shauna. Thanks, Thank Sheila. you so much. Okay, bye. bye, everybody. Bye.